What, what kind of weird stuff is going on in Alabama in regards to the nuances of the medical program? Nothing smokable. Nothing no, smokable. No, no, Florida, no, Florida started with nothing yeah. smokable. No vapes. Uh, no, uh, no smokable flour. Uh, you'll be ingested in the forms of like tinctures, capsules, nebulizers, suppressors, uh, uh, and, and, and things like that. So it was, it's just a non. Uncle Mike, there's nothing smokable in Alabama. You're not. Go- you don't want to go there. Spoke in front of Alabama Health Committee to be able to support it. You know, it's still a lot of ignorance and stigma around the plant in, in in Alabama. You know, a lot of folks still think it's the devil's lettuce, the gateway drug. It's not enough research on it. And when I got up there and speak behind, you know, a woman that felt like you know cannabis killed her baby because her, her, her daughter died in a car accident and the driver happened to have cannabis in his system. You know, she blamed the cannabis for that. So it's like you know to be able to uh, debunk that and reprogram that kind of thought process right. about the plant and to be able to create and develop these opportunities. Because the industry is here, it's coming, it's growing, it's developing, and we have to make sure that Alabamians as a whole is, you know, creating an educated consumer because we right. still suffer with the stigma. We are back with another episode of Knit Unshackled MG BizCon 2023. I think this is episode number three. We already did Colorado. We had a brief introduction as to what the project is here, the state of the states, what's happening, the one, two, threes, ABCs. And this is why I love this is because I don't know anything about what's happening in Alabama. I, I am a master of Arizona. I know my way around Nevada, California, and some of the things out west. But I, know, I wouldn't know who to start. I wouldn't know who to call. But we have got you somebody from Alabama, Antoine, who's been active in the market Who's going to give us the one, two, threes, ABCs? I think it's medical. I think it's adult use. I'm not even sure what the status medical. is. And we're going to go through a little bit about the history and learn about him, his company. And I'm I'm here with co-host from Dispo, who's made all this happen today, Jeff. Yeah, I'm excited to learn about Alabama myself. Right. Um, we've done some stuff in Mississippi. You know, the South is you know being the Bible Belt. Uh, you knew it was going to kind of be one of the last markets. That and you know the uh, Dakotas and Idaho's of the world. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm excited to hear what's going on out there and, and where the market is and well, what we can do to be involved. Yeah, and let's find out. There's ancillary, there's auxiliary, there's retail, there's dispens- retail dispensaries, cultivators, manufacturers, brands, all kinds of people looking at Alabama. So it's impossible to cover it all. But let's first start with who you are and what company you work with, what associations work with, and how you're involved in Alabama. And then we'll build from there about Alabama. Is that cool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Alabama is uh, it's a great, it's a new emerging market. So a little bit about me. My name is Antoine Mordekin. I'm the CEO of Natal Black Cultivation, which we're expiring medical cannabis cultivation company in Alabama. I also serve as the Alabama State Director for Minority for Medical Marijuana. Uh, well, I've been very active, uh, a pivotal piece in the legislation and the law that we currently have now in Alabama. I spoke in front of the Alabama Health Committee to support the law that we have to make sure that, you know, we prioritize Alabamians as the industry continues to grow and develop, uh, making sure that we get minority uh, participation involvement and you know, making sure we get our HBCUs, uh, our higher institutions involved out there, and ultimately just educating the public. You know, it's a novice and uh, growing industry, so it's a lot of education that kind of comes with this as well, but that's what we're working on in Alabama. It's a medical market, uh, no smokable flour. Okay, so first of all, Jeff, are you, are, again, are you pleased with the quality of yeah, individuals yeah, that we're bringing to you? 100%, Dimitri. I mean, this is, you this, never cease to impress me. This is, uh, <laughs> shout out to Larissa. I didn't set up everybody, but Larissa got this guy too. I love it. I'm going to learn about Alabama. Let's go. So where is Alabama now? When did you become medical? Uh, so 
in 2021, uh, the bill got signed. Uh, Governor Kayari signed the uh, uh, the signed the act to be able to erect the medical cannabis program. So okay. we are in the license, uh, the issuing of the license phase as of right now. It's been a, a roller coaster, as the best way I can be able to describe it, uh, to be able to award licenses. So uh, to kind of give a timeline on how we got to where we are and where we are with uh, awarding the license. So. The beginning of this year, the applications was due for evaluations. Uh, then you had your correction. So June 13th of 2023, the commission initially awarded licenses. Uh, then within a week, they recognized some inconsistencies in their tabulation, evaluations of scores. They ended up putting a stay and a hold on themselves. Uh, and ultimately ended up pulling the licenses back. They also had a restraining order placed on them as well, too, due to some inconsistencies in the way how they went about evaluating uh, the applications and actually awarding the licenses. And this was June 2023? Yeah, yeah, this, this, this was recent. Okay, so before we get into what's happened since then, let's give a little bit of overview. What licenses they, they issue? Vertical, horizontal, dispensary? What kind of, how's the licensing structure work in Alabama? I got you. So it's a limited, it's a limited licenses state. Uh, so they're giving out five vertically integrated licenses. Well, let me step back. They're giving out 12 cultivation licenses, which is one of the licenses that I'm going for. Right. And the unique thing about my position in Alabama, only 12 applicants actually apply uh, to be able to go for those cultivation really? licenses. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and they only giving out four processing licenses, which we have a lot of applicants going for those. They're only giving out four dispensary licenses, which we have a lot of applicants uh, going for those. Four dispensary four licenses in the state? Four dispensary licenses. They can have, like, I think up to... Uh, Three or five dispensary locations. Uh, okay. Ah. Uh, so what I think, is the population of Alabama? Uh, we got five million residents okay. in Alabama. Okay. In Alabama. That's a decent-sized so state. We got four dispensaries. We've got three, three, and all these things are so arbitrary and so this and that, and you know they'll evolve it over time. But there does create a unique opportunity as exists to grab those. Mm -hmm. There's money in the licensing game. That's kind of the story of the legalization of cannabis. So you got four up there, and you got processing. But it's not vertical, right? No, not not. They do have. They will be issuing vertically integrated licenses. They will only be issuing five of those. Five of those over here. So they'll they'll be able to own the full supply chain, and then there's no limit, uh, no limits on uh, secure transportation, no li limit on uh, state lab testing. Uh, lab testing, another another <laughs> yeah. license class, secure transportation. <laughs> now, over these five vertical licenses, they haven't been issued yet. Uh, they have been awarded. awarded. They have not been issued. Okay. So those are above and beyond those retails that exist. That's correct. Okay, now, can they have two or three or four locations? That's correct. How, how many do they, they have? They can have up to about four or five uh, dispensary locations as well, too. Uh, cultivators don't really have a cap on how many uh, facilities or how much canopy space that they can have. Um, and, yeah, so that's about... Are, are they keeping it to state residents like a lot of people do? That's or are a, they allowing MSOs to come in and, and that's you know, take over? That's the goal of the program. Let okay. me say that. That's the goal of the program. So how Alabama was structured, uh, you know, they had uh, a requirement that you have to have at least 15 years of consecutive residency uh, to be able to uh, obtain a license in Alabama. And then they also had a social equity clause in there that 25% of the license are go to at least 51% minority-owned or operated companies. So the goal is to make sure that we prioritize Alabamians, uh, especially, you know, the patients, of course, and then the business owners and the farmers as well, too. But uh, a lot of the MSOs are going for vertically integrated licenses, which they do have an opportunity. Uh, but however, uh, the whole goal was to make sure that it's an Alabama priority, uh, prioritized industry. I think there's been some lawsuits in other states by the MSOs who want to get in the game about the legality of restricting in that manner. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. That's, I'm and, not and, sure the and, results of And it. it's complicated because you deal with a lot of public policy things. Uh, this is why I'm a free market guy because there's no real answer mm -hmm. to this. You know, I don't like to restrict 
the movement of individuals across the United States. You're, you're from Alabama, I'm from Arizona, but you're welcome in my state. I should be welcome in yours. You know, we're all Americans, you know, free trade. So it gets really complicated and nuanced, you know what I'm saying? But then the, the MS, I mean, you were talking about the MSOs. There's, there's, there's two types of MSOs. Right? There's, there's MSOs like my friends at the Mint, which are great guys. You know, they're a mom and pop operation. And they're all over Arizona, and they have expertise, and they want to go to the next state. Well, they are. So that makes them an MSO, <laughs> right. right? But there's nothing wrong with them. They're extremely talented. They've got great resources, great information, great skills. Why shouldn't they be allowed to go to the next state? Maybe be required to partner with somebody. Um, and every state's ha- doing it differently. That's one of the reasons why we're doing this show. And then those M- there's those MSOs that just don't give a damn. And Publicly the, trading. Yeah, the public answerable, trading. Answerable, <laughs> public. answerable to their shareholders only, right, and right. not the community. And, 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 and the, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, but the, yeah. fa- the fact of the matter is that everybody has known the Canadian publicly traded stock market is kind of like shim-sham, funny-duddy kind of stuff for decades. And then now it kind of enters into cannabis. All these gold companies become cannabis companies. And there's a lack of accountability behind the scenes. And then they kind of give the concept of MSO as a bad name. Mm-hmm. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 no question. So you guys have been wrestling with this from a policy perspective. As just all this evolving, you've been involved in the scenes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a forever uphill battle, uh, especially myself as an owner in the space in the industry with me seeking a license and me not being awarded initially the first two times and now having this third opportunity to be able to present in front of the Alabama Cannabis Commission to be awarded a license and actually now present it to the public, to the people, to the people of Alabama to show the, you know, the support that I get from my state, uh, from the patients of Alabama. You know, it's a lot of folks that can be look good on paper, but it's different. Just how Alabama is just structured as a whole, you know, it's all about prioritizing them and making sure that the community are the ones to have the direct benefit from it versus those, unfortunately, coming from out of state. It's a be able to, you know, continue to circulate the economics within our community, but most importantly, just making sure that Alabama win all the way across the board because uh, you get a lot of folks, and I can speak from experience, that it, this industry is very predatory. Yeah. Extremely very predatory. And for those that are trying to get into the state, they'll manipulate in such a way that they're not those good MSOs. Yeah. So it's, that, it's, it's a double-edged sword, but I know just from my position, my perspective, making sure that we're getting, uh, you know, true Alabama farmers involved in the space and making sure that we are growing a quality product, making sure that we're getting the black community involved and making sure that we're creating opportunities for uh, ancillary businesses to be able to get into it. I had to be able to put myself in position so I can be able to sh- make sure that that happens. So this is only medical right now? Only medical. Okay. Only medical. And, and tell us a little bit about what that means to them. Isn't there, like, restrictions? That w- w- which Georgia did, like, the, you could only Low do peach or something, you know? What, what kind of weird... <laughs> stuff is going yeah. on in Alabama in regards to the nuances of the medical program. Nothing smokable. Nothing no. smokable. Well, no. Florida, Florida started with nothing yeah. smokable. No vapes. Uh, no uh, no smokable flour. Uh, you'll be ingested in the forms of like tinctures, capsules, nebulizers, suppressors, uh, uh, and, and, and things like that. So it'll be, it's just a non- Uncle Mike, there's nothing smokable in Alabama. You're not. Go- you don't want to go there. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Be law-abiding citizens. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway, my, my, my uncle loves flour. Edibles. Uh, yeah, they will have gummies. A universal flavor gummy, only one flavor. Oh, and they have some d- decided to be it's a citrus flavor. Uh-huh. But it's one gummy, like no sugar coat. It's 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 yeah. Well, yeah they don't they of, don't want uh, it to be addictive in the. You know, presentable and marketable to kids. A lot of that is conservative politicians slowing, slowing, slowing the market down as much as they can. It was, I'm sure, it was voted on by the people mm-hmm. to have medical marijuana against the will of most of your legislators. 
Yeah, it, it, it's the, just the way how we even got it signed into law was a very interesting process and program itself. Like I said, when I spoke in front of the Alabama Health Committee to be able to support it, you know, it's still a lot of ignorance and stigma around the plant in, in, in Alabama. You know, a lot of folks still think it's the devil's lettuce, the gateway drug. It's not enough research on it. And when I got up there and speak behind, you know, a woman that felt like, you know, cannabis killed her baby because her, her, her daughter died in a car accident and the driver happened to have cannabis in his system. You know, she blamed the cannabis for that. So it's like, you know, to be able to uh, debunk that and reprogram that kind of thought process of, Right. about the planet and to be able to create and develop these opportunities because the industry is here. It's coming, it's growing, it's developing and we have to make sure that Alabamians as a whole is you know, creating an educated consumer because we, right. we still suffer with the stigma. You know, and I, I'm constantly talking about this theme on Meet Unshackled and you know, I, I have no problem with the fuddy-duddies and having to educate them and I even get the gamesmanship like if like, you know, 10 people, old-timers who hate cannabis get together and say, hey, let's figure a way to fuck with these guys. You know, let's figure a way to slow this down. Citrus only, right. you know, have to be square. I get it. That's their agenda, and that's what they truly believe in their heart. I have a problem when the lobbyists come in from go. the interests that have been established or who have gotten a license who then manipulate on their own behalf and then claim to be part of this industry, supporting this industry, and the hundreds of thousands of individuals that are part of it. Mm -hmm. And that we see happening in different states, different capacities. You probably see some form of that in Alabama. Yeah, yeah, we definitely see that. And that's one of the biggest things that I push from my company standpoint, you know, the community engagement involvement. Like, right. I graduated from Alabama A&M University, which is HBCU in Alabama. Uh, we've been growing hemp uh, in the state of Alabama since 2019. We have other universities, HBCUs, that has also been growing cannabis. We have farmers in Alabama that has also been growing cannabis in some form. So it's just making sure that we prioritize that, that we give it back to the community. And like I said, uh, to be able to see a program that we really want to see in Alabama, is we're going to have to create an a, a educated vote and an educated consumer so they can be able to go into reach today legislators and they senators and they representatives you know as a constituent this is what they want them to support and stay on however you know it's been a, a communication lack barrier in that between getting that information to the people and with myself as a the alabama state director for minorities for medical marijuana i am a conduit for that and i have a platform to be able to get that message out to the people so it's a it's a slow moving moving ship right. but we get it but we most, most important making sure we prioritize community engagement their motivations tend to change once tax revenue starts coming in. Uh, I'm yeah. thinking to myself. Hey, we ain't there yet, but I know it's coming. As soon as he gets one of those 12 licenses, he's going to call me, and he's going to say, Dimitri, come to, come to, come to Alabama. I want you to lobby for a free market, for more licenses for everyone else, so all my brethren can come get licenses, too, and can participate in this marketplace. We got an organization that's pushing for that in Alabama. Uh, you know, uh, Alabama, we normally operate in silos, but now since I've been in space, we've been able to be the glue to bring a lot of folks together. Yeah. So those that push a free market want home grow. They understand that we can push for that, but it's going to take a process to get there. And that's what it's about, mobilizing community and organizing everybody to push the agenda for Yeah, and you know, something I've learned in this industry, I didn't know shit about limited licensing or market structures. And, you know, I, I studied economics my whole life like everybody else has. But, you know, it's so important to have opportunity available. For example, let me give uh, Dispo's a great packaging company. You know, if I wanted to start a packaging company, you know what I would do? I'd go to work for Dispo and I would listen to John and I would listen to Jeff and I would watch Natalie and I would see what they do and I would get trained and I would become an absolute expert and then I would go over to another country. <laughs> and, and, and You'd have to. Far, otherwise we'd find far, you. Far, far away. <laughs> and, and, and I would start my own thing. Right? I'm an employee who has a dream, who has hopes, who gathered information, and who took it and moved forward and did my own thing. And John and Jeff, because they're good guys, they'd be like rooting for you. I was like, good, go do it if you can do better, whatever. And they don't want to manipulate the government to make sure that other people can't do packaging. Mm -hmm. 
You see what I'm saying? And so if you don't allow for an open market, for competition, for expanded licensing, you are creating a system that crushes the hopes and dreams of the people. I don't care what color, what wealth they are. If you if you crush the hopes and dreams of the citizen, you have a bankrupt society. And that's part of the themes that I'm trying to educate people about. I'm not actively involved. I'm not, I'm not lobbying anywhere. I, I, I could, you know, but nobody pays people to lobby for the free market. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a complicated. And the drug war 2.0, prohibition 2.0, civil sanctions, criminal sanctions. How do you punish those people in Alabama that aren't participating the way that the government wants them to? You're going to find a bunch more people in jail, maybe, mm-hmm. or with fines, bad credit scores. What's going to happen? We got ways to go. So we have, we, we have, we have to keep moving. But I love this because we get guys like this, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, it was a pleasure meeting you. Pleasure meeting you, Jeff. Best of luck. Best of luck. Thank you. Give us some closing thoughts and how do people get in touch with you? Uh, and this is your guy to call if you wanted to have anything to do with Alabama. Yeah. So the best way to get in contact with me is via, uh, via LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn at Antoine Mordekin. Uh You can also find me at NativeBlackCultivation.com. Uh, also, uh, seek uh, membership with Minorities for Medical Marijuana. We're doing a lot of great things in Alabama. And just closing remarks, just pay attention to what's going on in Alabama. Making sure we educating folks along the way that we're not leaving folks ignorant, just kind of pushing something in front of them, and ultimately lifting lifting a, a state as a whole for the opportunity that we have, especially in the black belt in the Alabama, which is you know uh, we're not the poorest state, but we can definitely use the economic stimulation that's going to come from it. So just making sure we're looking out, connecting with good individuals in the space, and as we continue to support and advocate for one another, continue to do great things. Yeah, That's awesome. And so as you get successful as a cultivator, you're going to use Dispo Packaging? Let's talk. And you're going to Let's join Mita. Let's talk, baby. All right. Good to see you, man. Pleasure, Thank pleasure, you. Pleasure. Great meeting. This has been another episode of Meet Unshackled.